When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Grow Your Business and Grow Your Wealth podcast with Gary Helt. Gary is an expert in helping business owners put together a plan that will provide a better future for their businesses, themselves, and their families. On the podcast, Gary interviews other professionals who share his vision, and together they share secrets and strategies any business owner can use to build a better financial foundation for your business and your life. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, our guest is David Frost, who's an estate planner with TruePoint Wealth Council. Welcome, David. Thanks for having me, Gary. Excited to be here. Tell us some about yourself and and what made you get into doing estate planning. Sure, yeah. So as you mentioned, I'm a senior estate planner, and I'm also a shareholder here at TruePoint Wealth Council. We're located in Cincinnati. Um, We are a wealth management company, and um, my role here unique to the industry. Uh, I, I work with clients day in and day out on their estate planning. And um, not many wealth management firms have somebody on staff right. um, who's an actual attorney, who's actually practiced law um, that can actually, um, you know, work with clients and provide advice. And so um, that's a little bit about, you know, kind of my, my area of specialty here at TruePoint. Um, I got into estate planning about a year after I started practicing law. Uh, I spent the first year doing litigation. And um, the one thing I learned in practice of law is you've got to have a, a personality for every different area. Yeah. And my personality just didn't fit with the litigation world. I, I was not one that, you know, you know liked the constant um, competition or, or combativeness of litigation where I'm constantly at, at war with another attorney or, you know, the clients that I worked with were being sued. They, they didn't want to work with me. They didn't want to be there. Um, I really wanted to work with clients who, you know, got the value of what I was trying to accomplish for them and had a good understanding of, of the services that I provided and, and why they needed it. And estate planning really provided that. That's great. Um, so um, in, in doing the estate planning and things like that, can you tell us um, some of the um, mistakes that people are making when it comes to estate planning? Yeah, um, you know, there's two mistakes that really jump off and really come to, to come to come to mind when, when we think of that. The first thing is online, the use of online resources. Um, you know, we're seeing more and more out there um, these online you know resources where it's you know hundred bucks for an estate package, you know, um, or you know, hey, you pay us a certain amount of money, we'll refer you to attorney somewhere, and, and they'll draft the document. You know, in my opinion, it's kind of a mistake. Those packages are not tailored for the client. 
they are, you know, prepared for the masses, right? right? And so when I see those, you know, when I'm reviewing those for clients that are coming in, I just see a lot of mistakes, see a lot of missed opportunity. I see um, documents that are not executed properly because you don't have a professional overseeing that. Um, so yeah, so while you're paying a little bit now and saving some money, right. your, your family's paying a lot on the back end because they've got to fix all those mistakes. Um, and so what I say is pay a little bit now, save a lot later, you know. Right. Um, the second thing is, you know, in the world of estate planning and attorneys, um, unfortunately, you know, not all are created equal. Mm -hmm. um, I would say another common mistake I see is, is working with an attorney who maybe doesn't practice in the area of estate planning day in and day out. Um, it is a, a very a specific, very you know, difficult area to work in. And if you're not working with somebody that's doing this day in and day out, keeping up what's going on in Congress, what's going on in Washington, keeping up with that case law, things can get missed. And so the attorneys that I really find success working with are those people who really focus and, and specialize in that area, um, not ones that maybe dabble a little bit into it. I'm not saying they're not good attorneys. I'm just saying that, um, you know, they may not see the, the complete picture. So how can somebody find out? Because I agree with you. I mean, you know, lots of times people think, oh, you're an attorney. So, you know, everything about everything. Um, and you may know a lot about other stuff, but you know, when it comes to the estate planning, how can people find out if this person, you know, really does, you know, it's, you know, it's their specialty? Yeah. Um, well, first and foremost, you know, hire a firm like TruePoint, you know, you're going to get me on your team, you know, somebody right. who has that experience. I got 17 years of, of experience in this area. So I'm able to, I can talk to somebody and an attorney and, and realize within a couple minutes whether or not, you know, they're dabbling in the area or they're right. really, really specializing. Um, but, you know, the other thing is just research, you know, um, you know, online profiles on websites, you know, law firms, I think are pretty telling. If, if that area of law is, is, if there's nothing mentioned about estate planning, that means they're probably not focusing there. Or, or maybe there's 10 different, you know, areas of specialty and estate planning is one of them. You know, maybe that's not it right. as well. Um, you know, and then, you know, peer review, you know, talk to your friends, talk to your, your colleagues, you know, see who they're working with, see what their experiences have been. Um, and I think that's pretty helpful as well. I think it's a, one of the things that, it, 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 that you said earlier, um, the online services that are out there. Um, lots of times, you know, from a, a business standpoint, I see people using those services to set their business up. And it, like you said, it's never done properly and lots of times the documents aren't executed and then you know when there's when they need them then they don't have them and and it does cause more trouble and it's and you're right it's like spend a little bit of money now because it's going to save you a whole lot more later on yeah i mean fixing something that's done not properly especially if somebody's passed away i mean in a lot of cases you can't fix it it's just it is what it is right. um but you know when you can it's very complicated and it's expensive. Um, so it's better to do it right, do it with the right person right up front. Yeah. Um, so once you um, put a plan together for somebody, mm -hmm. um, are you done? I mean, what kind of happens then? No, I mean, you're never done. And I think that's one of the things I love about my role is when I was practicing law, I think in most cases, yeah, I was done. You know, I met with clients. I met with them for an hour or two, got to know them a little bit, figured out what their goals were, put a package together. They came and signed it and then never saw them again. Um, 
maybe it wasn't because maybe they didn't like, you know, like me or anything right. like that, but you know, there's this, you know, there's, there's a, you know, reputation that attorneys have that we, we bill everything. Like you pick us up on the phone and we're billing you. Right. And so people don't want, they don't want to come back because they're afraid they're going to get billed. And they think what, what we, what I, what I did five years ago is it fits them now in my role today, it's an ongoing process. And that's the thing I love about it is my clients have hired my firm to work with them on every area of their financial well-being, and estate planning is one of those. And so we make it a point to sit in front of our clients every two years, and in some cases every year, and we review their estate plan. We talk to them, okay, this may just be a refresher for you today. No changes are needed, but we want you to make sure you understand what you have in place. Or like what's been happening over the past couple of years, like we had Secure Act, you know, this year we've got a lot of the changes, you know, those impact our clients. And while attorneys are sending out letters saying, hey, this might impact you, clients are not responding to those, right. but they're responding to the conversation we're having because they're not, they're not paying me anything extra. Right. You know, right. I'm coming with, you know, their, their fee, they're paying TruePoint and there's this comfortable, they're comfortable giving me a call, talking to me for an hour about that. And then I can educate them of like, yeah, we really do need to talk to your attorney. We really need to get them to update this. And here are the reasons why we need to do that. Right. So what are some of the questions when people are coming in um, to, to see you? What are some of the questions that, um, you know, people aren't asking that you wish that they would? Um, you know, I thought about this question, you know, I, you said one, a couple of these, you know, ahead of time, I thought about this question and, you know, we do a really good job of identifying the, the, the questions, you know, that our clients should be asking. And so we're very proactive with that. There's one question that I wish clients would ask more because I see it on their face. You know, estate planning is complicated. Mm -hmm. I do this day in and day out. You have, I'm sure you have a lot of experience with it as well. We get it, right? It's easy for us to understand these concepts. But when, when you're not dealing with this every day, it, it's complicated. And you're not, you may not understand it first time. And so I see these blank faces on my clients sometimes, and I know they're not getting it, right? But they don't ask the question, hey, can you explain that to me again? I'm not quite understanding it. And I wish clients would ask that more. Now, over 17 years, I've gotten pretty good about identifying when a client's not getting it. And so, you know, I have an idea, you know, of the, you know, how to kind of go back and, and, and readdress it. But there's some cases where they say, yeah, I get it. But then at the end of the day, I, you know, they're really not. And I wish they would, you know, clients would just be honest and just say, hey, can you explain it again? Sure, let's do it. I have no problem with that. So that's one question I really wish I would hear more often. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's, that that's very important because I know lots of times, um, you know, when I talk to, to clients, um, you know, we're doing their taxes or whatever, and I ask them about their estate plan. Lots of times they're like, I don't know, I got that binder sitting at home. And you're right. It's like they don't understand it. Um, and, and I think the more that they understand it, the better they're going to relationship you're going to have with them. Sure. Because at that point, they know, OK, I understand this and I did this. So it's probably going to change my plan. So I need to, to call David yeah. and, and get that get it straight with them. So absolutely, um, I think that's pre pretty important there. Um, what are what are some of the fears that um, your clients are having, you know, before they, I'm going to say, before they come in uh, to talk to you, because I know once, once they get there, then it's, they'll be calm. Yeah. I, you know, I think the biggest fear is really, um, is my family going to be taken care of? I think that's number one on every client's list is, right. is if I pass away, is my, is my spouse going to have the ability to continue to live the lifestyle they're accustomed to? 
if both of us pass away, will my children be taken care of? Um, and, and that's really question number one we ask our clients. We do something called life planning here uh, at your point. And it's something where we really try to dive down and, and kind of address and identify those values and those beliefs of our clients. And, and that really helps us become you know, better advisors. And that's just a question that we, we always ask is, if something happens to you, what's your number one goal? You know, sometimes to both of you, like where, you know, what, you know, how do you want your kids to be taken care of? Let's accomplish that goal first. Let's worry about all the tax planning second. Let's just worry about taking care of your family. And I think that's um, number one, in our clients' minds. Yeah. Um, and this is, this, this is going to be the question that I think that, that a lot of people ask, why do I need to do an estate plan? Yeah. Why is it important? Yeah, well, I mean, it's important for, I mean, we could probably be here all day, right. um, but, you know, I'll just, you know, touch on a couple of things. I think it's important just for, to have a plan in place. You know, we talked a little bit more about, you know, earlier about, you know, spending a little bit now will save you a lot later. Well, I mean, it, without an estate plan in place, there's no plan. And so your family then all of a sudden, all of a sudden has this complicated process of, you know, transferring assets through probate court, which is time consuming, extremely expensive. And, you know, it's just a, a huge burden when you can do some planning up front to eliminate that entire process. Um, probate's anywhere from nine to 15 months, you know? And so in some cases, maybe those assets are not even available to the surviving spouse or, or children for that period of time. In most cases, we can get around that, but, you know, it, you know sometimes you just can't. Um, and so, you know, that, that's one reason. And then, you know, everybody really associates estate planning with death. Right. But part of it is during your life as well. You know, um, what happens if you become incapacitated for whatever reason? If you don't have a healthcare power in place, if you don't have a financial power of attorney in place, well, there's nobody there to help you with that decision making when you can't do it for yourself. And so the alternative is once again, probate court, guardianships, burdensome. You don't really want to have to do that in an emergency situation. And oh, by the way, Who's going to be that person that's going to step into that role? You know, if you have these documents in place, you've nominated somebody, you've nominated the right person, and that person, you know, you can feel you have this peace of mind that that person is going to do the right thing for you. Yeah. Now, if somebody says, "Oh, well, I don't need an estate plan because I have a will," can you can you explain to our listeners kind of the difference between the two? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and. I would say that a will is enough in the situation where maybe you're single, there's no children in place. Um, you know, most of what you own is, is something you can name a beneficiary for. Um, but in most cases, you know, I think a trust is going to be the right way to go, um, especially if you are, you know, if you have minor kids. Um, you know, the way it works in most states is that, you know, if the, if the parents pass and assets pass down to children who are under the age of 18, um, there's this guardianship in place until they reach the age of 18. And at the age of 18, that, that terminates. And so everything that's in that guardianship all of a sudden becomes the, the, own, the yeah. assets of that child. And a lot of people have life insurance, they have IRAs, they've got houses. That can be a lot of money, oh, yeah. you know, going into the hands of that 18 year old. And I don't know about you, Gary, but I know when I was 18, yeah. <laughs> I, I probably would have blew that money pretty quick. Right. right. So you can have these trusts put in place to where you can, you know, govern that from, you know, people say government from the gray, which I don't really like that term, but I mean, it's really truly kind of what it is. And you can structure it to where those kids are taken care of, they're getting the assets, they're getting supported, they're getting it for their college, um, you know, 
but it's not being all dumped in their plate to where they have this full control. There's somebody there really helping them management, manage it. And, um, you know, you can keep that in place until whatever age. Uh, you know, for most of our clients, we do recommend lifetime trust just because you can secure creditor divorce protection and those types of things. Right. But that's not always, you know, the most, you know, effective way of doing it for a particular client. So I think that's a that's an important point right there, what you just said, because that's not necessarily the right thing for every client. And right. I think that so many times people think that um, it's more of a, a cookie cutter approach and the fact that, okay, well, whatever they, whatever you do for them is going to be the same for me. And it's not. And I think that's uh, something that's really important, you know, for people to understand. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, what are some of the, the challenges that you guys are facing right now? Um, you know, in terms of estate planning, I think the challenges are the online solutions that are out there. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think it's just the education to the general public, to our clients of why, you know, a, a, a will and a trust for 69 bucks isn't the right way to go. Right. You know, I, I think that that's a challenge, um, you know, as a, as a, as a organization that maybe we're not quite as big as, as many of the others out there, you know, our marketing reaches so far, right? And so we have to truly, you know, be efficient with our education on that topic. And I think right. we do a really, really good job of that. Um, there's also a little bit of a change in environment just in the financial, you know, wealth planning industry, I guess, as a whole. What we're seeing is a lot of, um, you know, bigger uh, firms, you know, kind of buying a lot of smaller firms. Right. And so how do you compete with these huge, you know, wealth management firms, Um and, you know, I think that's just a changing dynamic in the industry. And then finally, probably technology. Okay. Um, we're very good with technology. In fact, uh, we got through COVID because we were forward thinking from our technology standpoint, and we really never missed a beat. We were set up for that kind of a scenario where we're all sent home and we have to serve our clients. Um, and I think that's going to be coming, you know, more and more important. It's going to be always evolving and, you know, always taking advantage of the next tech thing out there. And if you don't have a good tech team, you're yeah. probably going to fall behind. Yeah. Now, have you guys, um, during kind of during the pandemic and then now, you know, theoretically we're dealing with the second version of this, um, are you guys still meeting people in, in person? Um, what, what's going on there with you guys? So through the peak of COVID, it was all Zoom. It was all online. Um, our client, and, and we never skipped the beat. Our clients never felt like, in fact, we did a survey, you know, recently, and I think 95% of our clients said that we exceeded expectations through COVID. So we were very successful. Now it's changed a bit, you know. Um, it's more of what is the preference of the client, you know. Um, last week, I was in here meeting with the client for a couple hours. Um, that particular client wanted us to wear masks, even if we were vaccinated. Right. Totally fine. No big deal. Um, there are other clients that they don't want to come in. They just feel more comfortable with the Zoom. That may be because of COVID or it just may be because it's more efficient. There's no driving right. to and from the office and those types of things. So we're at a point where we're leaving it up to our clients. Zoom's successful for us, but we do love for the clients to come in so we can have that personal you know, interaction with each one of them. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we pretty much have done the same thing. I mean, we've opened back up to, to having appointments here, but a lot of the clients um, liked Zoom because just like you said, you don't have that traveling, you know, back and forth. And a lot of them, you know, they can, you know, during their lunch hour or whatever, you know, we can get on a call. Then that way they don't have to take part of the day off to come here and stuff like that. So it's definitely, 
I think the, the the businesses that got on board with it right away are finding that it's that they're being way more efficient now than they were yeah. before. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but it but it is still nice to to you know have the clients come in and you know actually be able to shake their hand and 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 see them. That's for sure. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, there's pending legislation out there. Mm-hmm. Um, what what do you say to to the clients that are that are calling you up and and panicking right now about this? Uh, well, I think it's important to take a look at each client's particular situation, right? Um, there are, there are clients that will see the news, they'll see these changes, and once again, it goes back to you know educating each individual client of how these potential changes could impact them. Mm-hmm. They're going to impact a particular client differently than another client, right? Um, so, for example, yesterday I was on the phone with a client um, north of $35 million in terms of net wealth worth. And one of the things I, you know, I did for them is I, I created a little spreadsheet that really outlined, okay, here's the estate tax impact for you today. This is what you would pay in tax if you died tomorrow. Here's what it is if, if the exemption decreases by half. You know, it's a significant right. bump for you. And then we took, identified four different strategies them that they could implement that's going to help reduce that impact and really laid it out for them in a way that was really easy for them to understand um, what that looked like, what are the benefits of that, and you know, really what, what that looks like in terms of implementing that strategy. Um, but then I have other clients that you know have reached out and said, how does this impact me? And the call's been very short. It doesn't. Right. You know, um, don't worry about it. And, you know, if it did, we would have already been calling you and letting you know that it's going to impact you because we've you know, kind of looking at this for the, the entire year. And we've been very proactive with contacting those clients that we're going to have more of the significant impact. Um, unfortunately, I mean, as you know, I, it, you know, I, we don't have any idea what's going to yeah. happen here in the next few months. You if mean that crystal ball that. over there isn't, isn't working <laughs> real good? Boy, I wish I had one. Let me tell yeah. you. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we, I have no idea. You know, beginning of the year, we thought it was a certainty that these changes are going to be made. And, you know, Bernie Sanders put in place all these massive changes. And, you know, a lot of that's changed over the past six, six to nine months. And so, um, you know, we'll see what happens. But, you know, for those that it will impact, for those who are the higher net worth clients that we know, no matter what happens, they're going to be in a taxable situation. Those are the ones that really need to be working on, you know, by year end. For those that are, you know, in the situation where it may or may not impact them, I think it's a little bit more of a wait and see approach. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel the same. I think sometimes you just need to kind of sit still until something is actually passed and then we can react to it. Um, but I think one of the things important that you guys are doing, though, is you're, you are still reaching out to the clients because um, there are going to be some people that, that are affected by this but you're reaching out and, and you're helping them change their plan. And I think that that's something that, that's important that people need to understand. An estate plan, you're not just taking that, that book or binder or whatever, putting it on the shelf and, and leaving it there and then somebody pulls it out when you die. You need to, to kind of go through it and, and make sure that, that you're getting it updated for you know, the things that are happening, not only in legislation, but in your life itself. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's the one really great thing about TruePoint is that we really truly believe that estate planning is a, an important component of that financial health, right? And so we've got, you know, we've got four of us here on staff that that's what we do day in and day out. 
Right. And we're meeting with our clients and we're being very proactive um, because we want them to have a plan that that really works for them, achieves their goals, but also, you know, is, is current with the current law. Right. And so it's a lot easier for us to get in front of our client and say, hey, Secure Act happened. You know, your trust says this. All of a sudden, all these IRA assets that you're going to credit and protect for the lives of your kids. Well, now that's only in place for 10 years. Right. You know, how do you feel about that? Let's talk about that. And then, you know, most clients we're seeing is, you know, well, I don't like that. Okay, well, here's what we can do to change it. But you're going to have to bring in your attorney to draft an amendment to your trust. Are you okay with that? Well, yeah, because that, that money I'm going to spend there, it's value to me, you know? And so we're in a really good position. We have that trust of our clients. We have that ability to see them routinely and really get in front of them and do those types of things. And the same applies for any kind of changes, you know, especially what's going on with Congress. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, what, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you, when you first got started doing this? Um, I think, you know, when I first started doing this, I think I took a more of a transactional approach mm -hmm. to it, you know, and, and I think that's just the nature of the profession, right? I mentioned, you know, clients come in, you talk to them, let's fix their problems, let's right. draft the documents and they're gone, right? Um, but when I joined TruePoint, I realized that it was more than that. You know, it's a relationship type industry. And for me to be really good at my role, it had to be more than just fixing the client's problems. It had to be getting to know them, getting to know their family, getting to know what their wishes are, their dreams, their goals, you know, in this particular area. Right. Um, and that's truly helped me become a, a much more, a much better advisor. And so I wish my, you know, naive young self at, at 24, when I first started practicing, you know, realized that because I think I would have been a better attorney. Um, but I am definitely a better advisor today because of that. Yeah, I think I think what you just said is important um, because in the finance uh, arena, there are so many people that, that that's exactly what it is. It's transactional. Um, and I think it's important that you build a relationship with, you know, your your trusted advisors. And I think that's Absolutely. important. Yeah. Um, asked you a bunch of questions. You gave us a bunch of information so far. What 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 did I not ask you that you wish I did? Um, you know, you know, I, I don't, I don't think, I think we pretty much covered it. You know, I think, you know, <laughs> don't be afraid, you know, right. estate planning really is, it's, it's a necessary thing. What they say is, you know, there's two guarantees in life, right? Death and taxes. Right. Um, and so because of that, you know, an estate plan really, truly is necessary for, for everybody really over the age of 18. Um, and, you know, don't be afraid to, to ask those questions is why do I need an estate plan? If I don't have one already, you know, don't be afraid to ask why do I, you know, why do I need one? Do I really need one? How's it going to benefit me? And don't be afraid to spend a little bit of money to put that in place. The peace of mind you're going to get at the end of the day, it's well worth it. And I think maybe the other thing is, is when you're looking for, you know, somebody to, you know, help manage your wealth, you know, make sure you do the research, you know, and, you know, you know, research a variety of different companies, make sure you're hiring somebody that's the right fit, somebody that truly is going to, you know, build that relationship with you, um, somebody that's really going to cover all the bases. Um, like I said, one thing that's super unique here at TruePoint is, you know, we have a team that just dedicated to estate planning. A lot of other financial institutions tell you they do it, but they don't have that in-house expertise right. that's meeting with you and talking to you and being that resource. Um, 
And, you know, it's really important that you're covering all the bases. And um, so just do your research when you're doing it. And, um, you know, I'm a little bit biased, but TruePoint's a really good place to be, let me tell you. That's great. So if if our listeners like what they've heard and they want to be able to reach out to you and talk to you, how can they how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, so our website's uh, truepointwealth.com, T-R-U-E-P-O-I-N-T-W-E-A-L-T-H.com. Um, and, um, you know, you should be able to, you know, reach me through there. Um, I have my profiles on, on the website and I think my email address and everything there is there as well. Okay, great. So we appreciate your time today and, and all the wisdom that you've given the listeners today. Thank you. I appreciate you having me, Gary. Thank you. Sure. So today our guest was David Brosh, who is the estate planner with True Point Wealth Council. Thank you. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>